This is Calgary Today with Angela Cocott on News Talk 770 Radio, Calgary's breaking news and conversation station. I'm glad we were able to uh, get a hold of Nina Tayshold. She's a science journalist, the author of The Big Fat Surprise. Nina, thanks so much for joining us. Thank you for having me. And I know you only have so much time, so I definitely want to get as much information out to my listeners as possible before we have to say goodbye. But give me your idea that the premise that you think Canada's food guide is actually not great for us. Well, you know, like the American food guide, what those guides did when they were launched in the 1980s was to tell people to uh, shift their calories away from fat, eat a low-fat diet, and that's it's a diet that is by definition then high in carbohydrates. So, you know, more than 50% of calories is carbohydrates. And and the Canadian public um, complied with that diet, but it, it turns out that um, the science, really a large body of clinical trial evidence now shows um, that eating too many carbohydrates, excessive carbohydrates, even if they're the supposedly healthy whole grain type, um, People can most people cannot tolerate that level of carbohydrates, and they um, they develop obesity and diabetes, and and that's what's happened to the to the Canadian public since it you know, the obesity epidemic really followed the implementation of those that food guide. Nina, we have seen some changes to Canada's food guide, but I mean, I think I've got the most current one up here, and it still is saying, let's see, adults, grain products, uh, let's see, 19 to 50 for females, 6 to 7 servings a day for males, 8 servings a day. So is that the particular line that you really are concerned about when you are looking at that amount of grain products? Yes, I mean, you know, uh, I... I I can't remember the exact percentage, but it's, you know, between 25, 30% increase in grains, you know, carbohydrate-based foods are grains, rice, pasta, starchy vegetables like potatoes. I mean, they're fine in, in moderate amounts, and that's what people used to eat before the guidelines. But then we had these guidelines telling us to really ramp those up, make those the, the basis of most of our meals, cereal for breakfast, bread, uh, sandwiches for lunch, and pasta dinner. And, and that cumulative effect, is um, it seems to, because carbohydrates stimulate insulin, insulin, if you are exposed to it over time, is like the king of all hormones for sucking away fat and mm. chronic exposure to insulin is what provokes diabetes. So those are the kind of carbohydrates that provoke those conditions. And I know it says make at least half of your grain products whole grain each day, which is good advice. However, I still think people see these grains, and I'm not sure how close they are to always keeping them whole grains. But even that aside, that still, in your view, is a lot of carbohydrates. Yeah, and what the clinical trial evidence really shows is that too many carbohydrates altogether. You know, obviously sugar's worse. Uh, refined is worse, right. but too many overall is what provokes this these conditions, obesity and diabetes. And it doesn't do you any favors in terms of heart disease either. That's, you know, that yeah. seems to worsen heart disease risk factors, most heart disease risk factors. And Nina, I want to go back to the whole idea of um, getting away from the fats because we did go through such a big period in our our time of bad fats. And we have since found that the things that we thought were bad I'll throw out butter. Well, anything in moderation is probably better than some of the things that we th- thought were healthy, as in margarine. Yeah, I mean, this is one of the tragic things about uh, food guidelines everywhere is that 
there was this kind of overconfidence about these recommendations without thinking about the unintended consequences. So when people got rid of butter and replaced it with margarine, margarine is like this recent invention that comes out of a chemistry lab. It's not natural. And it turns out to contain trans fats. Um, and it turns out that the saturated fats in, in butter, you know, that there's been a huge reevaluation of the science looking at you know, really questioning whether they actually cause heart disease. So, um, yeah, it turns out that we probably should have just stuck with the butter, which is what our great-grandparents and, and all of our ancestors used to eat before that. Um, which yeah. really goes to the overall point, like, we really need to be sure about the science before we recommend um, changing people's eating habits to the public. Because, you know, what if we're wrong? You know, then then you've had decades of people sort of being steered off down the, in the wrong direction with unintended consequences you couldn't have anticipated. But, you know, in this case, telling everybody to restrict fat and eat more carbs seems to have caused a lot of damage. And Nina, here you are. You're a science journalist. So it's your your love, your life. Most people, they get confused between trans fats, saturated fats, polyunsaturated fats. So it's almost like when the guide came out, at least people said, Okay, good. Someone else has done all the research. I'll just do my best to follow this, you know? So then how upsetting that is for people who said, well, I thought the people who came up with this guide knew what they were talking about. Yeah, I think it is just hugely frustrating to people to um, to see all the flip-flopping headlines and, and, you know, back and forth. Do we eat bran? Don't eat bran? What about cholesterol and yeah. eggs and yolks? I mean, it's very frustrating for people. And, um, you know, I think that what we're seeing in nutrition policy is there were a bunch of of ideas about what caused heart disease and and. And, uh, and we're starting to just see a real evaluation of all of those now, you know, decades later. So I, I'm afraid that it's not going to be clear anytime soon yeah. while there's just this huge reevaluation going on about some of our foundational principles. It seems so easy, though. Yeah, if you eat fat, you're going to get fat, and that can't be good for you. So there was that idea of let's go low fat. But are you saying that there there is lots of research out there that a higher fat diet can actually be healthier. Yeah, there, so there are two parts of this. One is that the low-fat diet, which we've all been recommended, has been rigorously tested in trials on tens of thousands of people, at least 50,000 people of trials that I know about. And those trials really have failed to confirm that the low-fat diet works for anything, for helping people lose weight, control diabetes, reverse heart disease, or any control, any kind of cancer. So those trials really show the low-fat diet really hasn't worked, which is why, actually, that most health authorities are starting to back off that low-fat diet recommendation. There's another body of literature um, on thousands of people, uh, a little not quite as big, but a growing, fast-growing body of literature that shows that restricting carbohydrates really does work very well for helping people lose weight reverse their diabetes and control heart disease risk factors. So those are bodies of evidence that that authorities are now reckoning with. Um, And it's hard to reckon with them because they reverse decades of ingrained ideas and official advice. But when I'm saying things aren't going to get any calmer and that, you know, we, because there's this real reckoning now that the data really does not show that our, our longstanding advice has helped people become healthier. 
You say ingrained. I'm kidding. There's a grain in the carbohydrates. Um, but but right. even car- carbohydrates, I mean, vegetables and fruit, that's a complex carbohydrate. Yeah, and so, those are fine. Yeah. Um, you know, particularly vegetables that aren't starchy. You know, for people who have diabetes or are really obese, they, even, they have to be more careful because they, by definition, are really carbohydrate intolerant. Mm-hmm. So they, they might not be able to eat a lot of fruit. You know, normal people, that's fine. But, you know, there's a kind of continuum. The farther you are, you are along that continuum in terms of obesity, diabetes, the more careful you have to be. Mm. Even with complex carbohydrates like fruit and vegetables? Even with yeah. those. Um, but, you know, for most people, just getting off of a lot of greens, refined grains, any sugars, most people just see tremendous improvements just making those changes. Now, so people listening right away think, okay, does this mean I get to go crazy with my fat and my eggs and my dairy? <laughs> you know, I know there's um, the, uh, what can I say about that? A higher fat diet really, you know, even over 50, 60% of your calories of fat has been shown to be healthy for people. Um And I know that seems crazy, but there is a pretty large body of clinical trial evidence to support that. So, um, and then the question is, well, what portion of that can be saturated fats, the kind of saturated fats that are in animal foods like meat, cheese, um, a little bit in eggs, coconut oil. Um, And really, I think what the science shows is you don't have to worry about limiting those fats you know, that you can let them out of jail, um, whether or not, you know, if there's an upper limit, I don't know. I don't think the science is really there yet, but they certainly have been unfairly villainized. Gosh, you know what? You think about it in uh, my short time on this earth. I remember the Atkins diet. So, you know, there, there's there been all these different things that have... I guess what's always bothered me about any of these trends, it seems like it's all of one thing as opposed to uh, moderation in a lot of things. And that's why I've always thought, well, at least the Canada Food Guide, I'm not crazy about all the grains, but at least the Canada Food Guide maybe gives people who don't know a lot about nutrition somewhere to start. But, you know, now people are even going to have to look at that closely you know it's this this idea of food in moderation we all are behind it and we all would like to believe well there's just some golden mean of eating but what we thought was the golden mean what we think it is today is so different than what our ancestors thought Uh right it's just it's all relative Mm -hmm. you know we've grown up in a time where um you know eating meat once or twice a week seems normal well uh, you know there's other civilizations where eating every day was normal. So our, just our, our, our sense of what's normal determines what we think is a moderate diet. I mean, in fact, it used to be that animal foods made up half the food guide in the U.S. and in Canada. Now they're down to a quarter. Hmm. So that's just a big shift in what we think is normal. Well, and, and um, back, Nina, sorry, back to your fat because you talked about animal there. So I'm curious because now you hear so much more about plant-based fat over animal-based fat. Do you have any views on those fats? Well, actually, that's been the story from the very beginning, right? Long before the low-fat diet was this idea, you have to replace animal fat with polyunsaturated vegetable yeah. oils, plant-based fats. That's the original idea. That idea has been tested rigorously in multiple clinical trials and shown that that does not uh, does not prevent heart disease as mm. it was thought to. And 
eating a lot of vegetable oils turns out to have the side effect of increasing cancer rates. So, um, you're not giving me a lot of hope here, Nina. I'm sorry. <laughs> you know, hey, We're here's... We're going to have to have a longer interview. Exactly. I'll tell you all about that. Exactly. We'll make sure we have our lines of communication. But if anything, <laughs> everyone seems to be gluten intolerant or celiac these days. And, and, you know, obviously a lot of people have had it tested and they do are... They actually have that. But I'm wondering if even in that, to me, is another trend, people are naturally going away from some carbohydrates. So maybe that's a positive. I don't know. Yeah. I mean... <laughs> Yeah, I'm not. That's one food minefield I'm not wading into because I don't really know the data on that. <laughs> well, you are the science Look. journalist, so um, you know what? It's too bad we we got a hold of you so late. But Nina, we will write it down. Maybe six months down the road, you'll have more research for us. All right, I'll work on that. And I'm sorry to, to tune in late today. I would hey. love to talk longer, hey. and I appreciate your being there for me. Hey, no problem, Nina. You take care. You do too. Thanks, Thanks so much. Nina Tayshold, she's a science journalist, author of The Big Fat Surprise. Calgary Today with Angela Cocott, weekdays at 3 on News Talk 770 Calgary.